ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves Welcome to Mutiny Radio. It's the AltaCast. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, is on her way. We're here at 2781 21st Street. Give us a call, 415-550-0511, if you want to tell me what's going on in the news. Because, again, I'm not submerged in a barrel of IPA as per usual. I have been sober 19 days now. Please do not clap. Do not be excited. I still do say the dumb and embarrassing things, because now I remember them. Great. Wow. Confronting that I'm always an asshole. Awesome. Making terrible life choices, or great life choices. Things are falling apart, so what's a bad choice, right? Anyway, uh, there's stuff happening in the news. I don't know what's going on. That's what LaToya will be here for, because I honestly haven't been paying attention. The only thing I can think about is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th. That's in less than two weeks. That's right. The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up. You can tell LaToya is excited about it. Party. Party. Yeah. You made it. Yay. I knew you would because you said things on the Facebooks about liking things. Did you like my weird little poem? I did. Thank yeah. you. I've been yeah. trying to be on the Facebooks more because that way I can post more for the comedy festival. Yes, the comedy so festival. Well, we sh- and that's the thing. People aren't. I'd, I would pay attention to the grams, but I just, the algorithms, I don't understand. I don't know what the kids are doing. These wacky kids, man. I'm hanging out with these wacky kids. It's fine. The reason why, because it's easier to post things like on Facebook, I think. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. All I know is that every time I understand a platform, it's gone or it's not cool anymore. Now it's all about the TikTok. And I'm like, I can't even. It's like Musically Plus, which is yeah. ridiculous. Oh, those are already plugged in for you, actually. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Um, I have two songs that I want to play. One is hilarious, and I think you're going to laugh so hard at it. I've been laughing all week at it. Um, It's called Girls Club. It's just by a guy on the internet. It's great. And then the other one is the opening song from this new Netflix movie that I just kind of started today. It's kind of boring, but it's I really like the actress in it. She's the crazy. She's crazy eyes in. Orange is the New Black. Her name is, it's a three-letter first name, like, oh, God, something. But she is a badass actress. And the opening song is really amazing, so I wanted to play that, too. Um, But other than that, I have no idea what's going on, so I'm excited to find out what happened um, in whatever. I honestly, I haven't paid attention to anything that's, that's, it's healthy. It, maybe, it, it, maybe I'm healthier, yeah. It is healthy. It's, I just, like, was reading the Huffington Post today. Uh-oh. And I had to, like, put it down. I'm like, okay, I can't. Well, we can go through the HuffPost. We'll I, do it. It's depressing. Well, while we get all this set up, let's, uh, I'll set up this song here. Just, uh, 
press play on that right there. And this is a song from the Miss Virginia soundtrack. And it's really good. Nah, you ain't on a guest list. The way you run your mouth is like you got it, you got it, you got a death wish. Pardon me, but I've been running out of patience. Took the red pill to matrix. Now I've been seeing the face shit, and I just feel a bit anxious. Y'all got just so many faces, y'all just got so many pages. I don't want no affiliation with this here. I feel like I'm the only one that's keeping this sincere. Mm. Possibly, I know I occupy your time constantly. Just running through your mind, run, running. That you running from something to an end We ain't no friends I mean no offense But it makes no sense Why the hell would I Associate with you I've been on win now You've been on lose See I'm living proof Yeah I'm living proof I broke through the roof bitch I used to use fuel I broke all the rules Never lose, nah, don't get me confused On a mission, been facing the opposition They never saw the vision, they must have missed the transition Go call of duty on them, no Activision Turn me a holy, no catechism, only capitalism Yeah, faded off a of hella bourbon I ain't swerving till the money, y'all hella burden Just mad assertive, I'll be gone by the time you reach a verdict Lying out of service was missing when I was worthless, yeah
they're definitely having sex oh yeah they're having sex oh i can tell i can hear it yo they're having sex and i just know it i can feel it yo they're having sex and, and uh, uh, Club. Yeah, that was. I knew. I knew you'd love that. There, it's. I think the Girls Club. Everybody, look it up. Uh, Latoya's gonna go uh, caffeine, and I'm gonna do a little survey here. I'm excited about it. It was on the Bay Area Comedy Network. This is a comedian survey. We're gonna take it together right now. It says, thank you for participating in my survey. Your experiences as a stand-up comedian and honest responses are crucial in understanding how people process and ultimately heal from pain. The entire survey should take under 15 minutes, but if you need longer, that's okay. No one's judging you. <laughs> Disclaimer, your answers will be used to help form the basis of research being conducted for a book project. By completing the survey, you consent to have your responses included in that data. None of your personal identifying information will be shared or included without permission. All right. Name, Pam Benjamin, age 45. What is your gender identity? I am cis female. Cis female. Okay, here we go. What city is your home base? San Francisco. Oh, let me in. I'm trying to fuck now. I think that's so funny. How many years have you been performing stand-up comedy? Eight and a half. Oh, must be a number. Eight. Which statement most accurately reflects your level of comedic experiments? experience. The majority of my stage time is from open mics, classes, or bringer shows. I've been booked to perform on non-bringer shows at least five times at a major comedy club. I compete regularly in festivals or have been paid to perform at least five times at a major comedy club. I've been paid to host or feature uh, at least five times major comedy clubs and supplement a sizable portion of my income through stand-up comedy. I'm a regular paid feature nationally or internationally and I have a TV credit. I'm a regularly paid headliner and support myself through stand-up comedy. Oh, they only let you choose one. Okay, there you go. How often do you borrow from your personal life to generate comedic material? Five, always. <laughs> when you generate material from your personal life, which themes are most commonly reoccurring? Current or past sexual relationships? Yes. Platonic friendships? Fam no. Family relationships? Yes. Workplace relationships or interactions? No. Religious or political identity? Yes. Personal successes? Personal failures! There we go. So I'm current or past sexual relationships, family relationships, religious or political identity, and personal failures. I have a whole joke that opens with I am a failure. When you encounter a difficult situation in your personal life, 
how likely is it that it'll be funny one day? Always. When you have a this will be funny moment, how long does it generally take? Uh, answer, three minutes. <laughs> uh, from what skill set as a comedian helps you process or overcome these uh, confidence? What non-comedic strategies do you use to help process or overcome these? What non-comedic strategies do you use? Uh, drugs. <laughs> do you feel better equipped to deal with these one-day moments because of your comedic experience? Yes. If you answered yes to the previous question, why do you feel that way? I'll answer that later. I mean... What does it make me better equipped so that I'm not suicidal? My God. I mean, if I like looked at my life through without a comedic lens, how happy are you currently with your life, generally speaking? I'm going to go with a four. Oh, they're making you go back to require things. How much does writing or performing jokes about those one day moments positively affect the underlying five? I feel significantly better. If you'd be willing to discuss your answers... In person on the phone, include an email address. Is there anything you'd like to share about how comedy affects your outlook on your one-day moments? Well, I'll get back to the rest of those. But that's interesting that someone's going to be doing a like study of how looking at your life can... I mean, we, it, you have to look through the lens of humor. Otherwise, it's too depressing. <laughs> life, life is too hard without, you know breaking it down and thinking about it I mean if I had any sense of shame at all I, I would be I mean my lord it would my life would be so difficult <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Multicast here on mutinyradio.fm it's the Multicast with Latoya the Sheriff of Truth she's off getting us coffee ooh Kamala Harris in the news here with all white debate, everyone is accountable on black maternal health. Oh boy, that's interesting. Let's go there. Hell yeah. Kamala Harris with an all white debate, everyone is quote unquote accountable on black maternal health. San Francisco, yay! Senator Kamala Harris said Tuesday ahead of a roundtable black maternal health that it is up to the 2020 presidential candidates, regardless of their race, or gender to prioritize such issues. HuffPost asked Harris, who dropped out of the race in December, whether she thought key perspectives would be missing from the Democratic debate stage in Nevada on Wednesday, specifically on issues like black maternal mortality, given that all the candidates who qualified were white. Quote, I strongly believe it should not be incumbent on a black woman to talk about black women's issues, Harris said. If you want to be a leader in any field, much less president of the United States, black maternal health should be one of your issues. It should be a priority issue. You should know about it. You should understand it. And you should be committed to dealing with it. And certainly that was the voice I would bring the de to the debate stage when I was in the race, Harris added. And I hold everyone accountable, regardless of their gender, of their race, for creating priorities around this. 
Some of the leading candidates in the race have spoken to the issue of black maternal mortality in their campaigns, including Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Harris, who has championed the issue for years as a senator, reintroduced her Maternal Care Act in 2019, which would direct funds to medical schools and other health programs to carry out implicit bias trainings and give grants to states to implement culturally competent medical home programs for at-risk pregnancies. The senator kicked off Tuesday's event at her Senate offices by reading out what she called a startling statistic. Black women in the United States are three times more likely to die from pregnancy-related complications than white women. Yikes. Over two dozen women, almost all black, attended the roundtable, with several telling personal stories of facing racism in their experiences, either as patients or as healthcare providers and advocates in the field of maternal health. Quote, I had one pediatrician say, you're really great with the teen moms because you used to be one. And I wasn't, said uh, Tanfer Kamara, who is a lactation consultant in Oakland. What I said was, I'm great with all moms. Carisha Boyd, who was a mother of four, recounted how she went to the hospital for her last pregnancy and was told she had a tubal or ectopic pregnancy when fertilized eggs grow outside the uterus. She was sent home with medication. Later, she was still bleeding and began vomiting, so she called an ambulance. The ambulance driver told me, they shouldn't have sent you home, Boyd said. I knew it didn't feel right. Once back in the hospital after getting surgery, she was told she was no longer pregnant. Months later, convinced she still was, she went back to the hospital. I ended up having the baby. This is the baby, she said, rocking her baby, whom she was breastfeeding. They thought I was crazy. That's why it's important for Harris's bill to pass. After several women shared their stories, Dr. Nadine Burke Harris, a Surgeon General of California, noted that the U.S. healthcare system is, quote, just like our broader American society, built on a history of racism and oppression. Burke Harris noted that hospitals were segregated only a few decades ago. That's true. I never thought about that. Later, Dr. Stephen Lockhart, the chief medical officer of the Sutter Health Hospital System in Northern California, said he was born at home in St. Louis in 1958 because hospitals were still segregated at the time. Yikes. Harris, who noted that California is a great leader on black maternal health, asked for ideas from the room to improve her legislation. Some women suggested going further than implicit bias trainings and included accountability measures as well as financial impact for hospitals that don't show improvement. Harris said she couldn't agree more and requested ideas for best practices around measuring outcomes. In a similar vein, Warren proposed an idea in April to have medical providers' funding be contingent on the quality of care they give to black mothers. Quote, the hospitals are just going to get a lump of money, and if they bring down those maternal mortality rates, then they get a bonus. And if they don't, then they're going to have the money taken away from them, the presidential candidate said. Harris concluded Tuesday's event by saying black maternal health can't just be a fight waged by black women. Everyone has to be held accountable for this issue, Harris said, adding that elections matter. This should not be an issue that is. You should not be telling the stories you just told. This should not be in the year of our Lord 2020, Harris said. Let's all just keep fighting. So did you, black women who have babies are three times more likely to have um, fatal complications from their pregnancies than white women. That's crazy. That's, a, that's one of the big issues that's going on on the, uh, on the race. 
Yeah, that's great. I had I had no idea that yeah. there was uh, a lot of people don't know, that, which is sad because this is one of the reasons what goes up. I guess I should talk into the microphone. Yeah, right? there you uh, go. Um, this is why a lot of people uh, are pissed off about the healthcare system as well. Because it's because it's biased it's and racist. It's biased, <laughs> racist, and classist. It's well, it's crazy that the. I mean, w- reading this article, one of the women who was, they were telling stories, and one of them saying that someone just assumed that she was a, that she was a teen mom, saying you're so good with teen moms because you used to be one, and it's like just because you're an African American lady doesn't mean that you were a teen like that's that the, the gross. That's like it's a stereotype. What a t- I mean, and wh- and here's the other thing. I always wonder why why do we vilify single moms? They work harder than anyone. And somehow and somehow our government goes, well, you're a welfare mom. We should be taking care of mothers who are taking care of children, no matter what race or... And that we vilify them and say, well, you have to... Now you have to be a mom, which is a job. But now you have to work another job, so you can't be a mom. And then if if something happens with the kids, and because the mom's not around because she's working, because she's trying to take care of her child like all of these systemic problems i don't think a lot of people that assume that women just want to be single moms is just it's on purpose it's for a reason i think i i think it's also the evangelicals that feel single mothers are like oh my god it's such a bad thing but we um, vilify the women instead of the men. If we're going to vilify well, anyone, well, vilify the fucking sperm donors. Think about the fact that they they're thinking that the women are promiscuous. I think that has or, a little bit of But but they uh, or they don't have access to birth control. See, that's the other thing. Is they like, don't want them to take birth control. So so it's this double-edged sword of like it make you're sense. damned if you do, you're damned if you don't and you never get ahead. And plus single mothers aren't just going around, I mean, it, you, there's other factors to being a single mother. Child, I, I mean, I'm a child of divorce. Parents get divorced, or the father dies, yeah. or the father becomes incarcerated because right. the three strikes rule that we have in certain states like California, or the fact of the matter is like something happens to either, you know, the the father, you know, there's or, so many or factors. there or there's a lot or of te- there's a lot of teen mom things where because we don't have like enough sex education sex education and that i i personally when i was teaching um back in the early 2000s i was teaching kids with emotional disturbance and they were um special ed and i never had girls in my class because it was always boys who would act out but one time i had one girl and she was so uh, abused and lonely and and everyone had heard her and she would say I just want to have a kid because I want someone Somebody to love me, me. and I've I was like and she would have sex with guys because she was like I just want and she'd be honest with me and she, she was like I to want love. to be loved so when she was 11 some guy came by and put speed on her windowsill and eventually she started sneaking out at 11 years old so by the time she was 13 she had done so many drugs and she had had sex with so many people because she had a terrible home life and it was an escape and someone was but this wasn't and this guy was like 19 and she thought it was so cool and she was 11 and so and then so now she's 15 this is all and by the way this is like in 2000, 99 2000 so she has a 20 something year old I don't know how old she is now I mean but, I guess I could do the math but she was fifth so yeah she was 15 in 99 
she's and she 30s. had the baby when she was 16. Oh, so she, yeah, she has a 19, so now she has a yeah kid, and she's 30, 33. Isn't that crazy? And she was one of my students. I don't know. I'm just I'm hoping she's still alive. Yeah, but but those are the circumstances. But and what? she was so that was it. She wanted. She said straight up, "I just want someone to love me." And while you're having sex with someone, it's like it can be like feel, feel like, like right. And but if you're a child and anyway it's really sad and that was and that was years ago do we do we train them better now is the education system no, any better is worse. it worse whose responsibility worse. is it like to make sure that originally it's the parents i would the, hope it's but the, the parents. parents are shitheads see this is why everyone should not be a fucking parent there are too many shitheads in the world like i i watch and i read things all the time about um children getting abused by their parents or neglected or i was just listening to this story online about the these two uh two boys one was frozen to death because the dad had custody the the uh the eight the boys were eight years old and the they didn't call like they didn't call the mother stepmom and the dad worked for the new uh nypd so he was you know he's already a fuck face um and basically he would abuse them and he would go the kids would go to school with their pants all soiled um oh. one of the teachers said the 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 uh urine came all the way down to his shoes and the shoes were squishing oh the kids ate out of the car it was just a sad sad story oh oh by the way these these kids were white too so really? let's, 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 wow. let's 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 throw that out there too since you know black people we're the you know we're part of the single mothers constantly wow. around. you know but i think that the it's the divide is is growing between Our society is dividing in a strange way in that right now we've got snowflakes. We've got rich little snowflakes that are like everything they do is championed. They always have a participation trophy. They get to run around the restaurant. Suddenly, well, suddenly they're in their 20s and they're like, how do I live my life? And and they're because everything has been given to them and they haven't had to work for anything. But then that divide is growing. And then you have the other side where. The abuse is happening and the neglect is happening and they're they're, they're there's no one there to take care of them. Get the abuse too. I mean, don't get it twisted. I mean, trust me, a lot of those rich kids, and I'm not making excuses for rich kids. I'm making I'm I'm saying their parents are shitheads. It doesn't matter what class that you come from, you can be born into the wrong family Mm -hmm. of shitheads. I mean, you would hear about like Okay, for example, the Kennedys were not a perfect household. There was some abuse in that family. Uh, well, then the, you also have the problem when people have too much money that there are no consequences. Exactly. So they think they can do anything they want and they can always get away with it right. because they have lawyers or people. Or they can Staff. squash things. Yeah. They've got political influence. So there's the other side of the coin where if something happened and a family was poor, that person would be in jail. Like there's right, no exactly. way to get around it. But if you have enough money, you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. Like you have like the uh, Patty Hearst, the Hearst family, they're fucked up. I mean, that family has got some, I don't want to be born into that. The Gettys, one of them, didn't one of them fake their kidnapping back in the seventies because know, he was trying to get attention. Like, wow. Like you have all, I mean, abuse goes in, in different 
classes but you see the difference you know when you have more money you have the expertise to lash out a little more donald jr didn't talk to his dad for a long time because Mm. what he did to his mom Mm. and so he was bartending for a while and he was an alcoholic a lot of them turned to drugs joe biden's son he likes crack wow you're not well, I right love strippers. Who doesn't love strippers? I mean, I like strippers. There's nothing one, wrong with strippers. He got one pregnant and tried to deny it. Oh, well, see, you're not supposed to have sex with strippers. There's no sex in the champagne room. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to, but, but also sex work is real work, and I wish that it would be legalized, and then there wouldn't be problems like that because you wouldn't get a stripper pregnant because you would be using condoms because it would be regulated and you'd put the towel. It'd be just like Amsterdam, like no glove, no love, unless I guess maybe, maybe if you're paying more, or I don't know, I don't know. Never mind. The, the, I don't know the, anything about sex work, so. The the point is, these kids are fucked up because mm. of the abuse and also neglecting your children or not spending time with your children is a form of abuse as well. Sure. These people, and I'm talking about the wealthy kids now, <laughs> their abuse is, it may not be with like a wooden paddle or it may be with the fact of a wooden paddle and my father's never here or never around anyway he's always on business trips right. my mom is on uh, quaaludes all the time and always oh drunk. quaaludes for those are, know, I thought those were gone find are me gone. the quaaludes I don't know why I thought that was I the first, miss quaaludes that, that was the first thing I thought of you know sure. the fact that matters like those kind of kids suffer from uh, the fact that they don't get enough attention mm. from their parents and they they can get whatever they want, but that still doesn't get them love. Right. Money no. doesn't, money right. can't buy me love. And then you have the other Hi. spectrum if you come from a working class, lower middle class, where the struggle is real, where you don't have the money, but you have the frustrations of either both parents or one parent of trying to get by. Sometimes the streets raise your kids because you can't be there because right. you have to put food on the table. That's not a form of abuse, it might be a form of neglect. But this is where parenting gets a little bit fucked up. This is why you can't have, and ladies, this is why you can't have kids with every motherfucker that you see. Okay? <laughs> Don't listen. Just because you probably made a whoopsie, there is the morning after. Well, and there's also you need to be careful who you. I guys think IUDs. To. I think that we don't pay enough attention. I mean, I guess with STDs, IUDs can be scary for some people. But I mean, I've had an IUD for. A long time now and boy is that great and I'm surprised that it was never introduced to me in my earlier times Sooner. yeah but I I mean it's it's just because because here's what it comes down to all men are dogs dogs want to they want to have sex and they don't want to use condoms they just don't they yeah. don't want to do it and then there's also the fact going back, I, I to mean, the, uh, going back to the former student there are a lot of women out there a lot of young girls that feel that that wanting to be loved if i just yeah. have a baby it'll be easier for me that is like some, something that i i would hear constantly all the time where you know if i just have a baby you know maybe I, maybe he'll me. stay no, maybe he'll stay that or or mostly i hear the like you know i just want something to love because yeah. i come from a background of abuse and neglect but then how do you so this was the thing that we we gave this girl when she was 15 and she said she wanted to have a baby we there was a thing in the late 90s early thousands called a baby think it over and it was a baby with a computer chip in it you're talking and it would cry and it would do things and you were supposed to do things to it like change its diaper and it would know and it would sense these things you were basically supposed to 
treat it like a real baby. Like, and you took it for three days and you treated it like a baby. And then you took the computer chip out and you put it into this little computer and it told you what happened with the baby. And then everyone knew, and it was a learning device. And, um, she brought her baby back and it was dead and it had died like in the first 12 hours cause it wouldn't stop crying. And she wrapped it up and stuck it in a drawer. So she didn't really take the baby think it over real seriously, obviously. And, and, the, and so when the baby, we came back and stuff and we went through the printout, we're like, your baby's been dead for two days. And she was like, uh, and it was like, okay, but you didn't understand. So what we're trying to do, and she just wouldn't, there was some cognitive dissonance there. And that's the other thing. If you're a 15 year old girl, you're a girl. You're, not, you're a 15 year old girl. Yeah. You're a little girl. And, and that, that your whole body can have a baby is weird and scary. And, and have the mind of a child. Right. Then what is, what is with that? I mean, I guess evolutionary er, evolutionarily back in the day, it was important to have babies early because we only had a lifespan of 25, 30 years because our teeth would rot out of our face because we didn't have toothbrushes or toothpaste or like there was no medicine or whatever. So yeah, you should start having kids at 14, 15 because you're going to be dead when you're 25 and you could die in childbirth at any time when you're giving birth in the field or whatever the fuck is going on <laughs> but so I understand that evolutionarily that makes sense but now we got to like squash that shit we got to put some science on it we got to put some we're supposed to be living till we're like 95 100 now the, the, the how long we're living is supposed to be going up and well the, the good thing is the teenage, teenage pregnancy rate has went down especially since I've been in high school and that was 96 to 2000 because <clears throat> the technicy, technicy, the teenage pregnancy rate, I do recall, especially like in the mid nineties was pretty high. But then again, this was during the time and I'm not saying they still do take, they still do try to teach oh abstinence which is unrealistic well is I was, it is it abstinence is very unrealistic for I, a teenager I, it's safe i didn't have okay so but it's maybe i'm a different i'm different because i was such a prude but like i really wasn't i don't even think i had sex when i was in my early 20s and i wasn't even ready then i don't know you're I don't think. rude i, I Everybody guess was fucking in your high school were they you went to a christian school when i was little but in my high oh. school was a public school oh, right. yeah they're fucking i just can't believe i couldn't ever imagine like being naked in some in front of somebody it just seems like so like i i don't know who who was naked in, kid, they weren't getting naked they the dude would just unzip his pants and you wear your top oh wow I don't know. I didn't listen. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. So, but I mean, high school. Come on, high school kids are always fucking. That's just. I don't I mean, think that high school girls are ready for that, though. I didn't say they weren't. Re I didn't oh, okay. say they were ready. I like said I get it. Fucking. that guys are ready. I think that all guys should just be super gay until they're like eighteen, and then <laughs> they no. should just do things because all the guys are horny, right? So let the guys be all with all the guys, and like all that Roman bath, Greek, old timey shit. They already do that. Okay, my eyes are being opened to the. They already do. I, as as someone that used to be a uh, a, a boy or excuse me a freshman uh, wrestling uh, oh. volunteer, 
they already do that sweetheart well i, I like I, the the showers are real two now, of my cute little boys were wrestling they were both drunk and they were wrestling the other day outside of the bar and it was like darling and but i was almost like i was a little bit nervous because one of them is much bigger than the other but they're both very strong and they were fuck they're like little boys playing and it was like i was like they're little boys until someone gets their nose broken you know what i mean like <laughs> when you're in your teens you can wrestle when you're in your 20s someone someone pops an acl when you're <laughs> when you're in your 30s you break a nose come on boys stop it they're so cute though oof i just think that you know i think my problem with a lot of this with the single mother thing yeah is ba- sorry back to this i get caught on boys with, back to the single mother <laughs> with um i i my issue is mostly with grown-ass woman if you're 20 21 22 i have an issue if you have a baby every year oh and you 25 or you have a baby with every year with someone else i got a problem with you did you did i ever tell you the story my my first my first year of substitute teaching i taught in west sacramento at a school that was for girls who had had babies and um they one of them pulled me aside and i was making twelve hundred dollars a month after taxes so i think i was making like 1450 a month as a teacher working full-time wow right this is in 90 this is in 97 98 and so i'm teaching these girls and they're all in a room with me learning and their kids are in another room with other girls that are learning how to take care of them but i'm teaching them school it was like a their kids were there they were there oh oh a phone call i bet you'd sweet girl a phone call a phone call mutiny radio oh my god it's sam oh my god oh wait hold on okay oh i have to figure this out i have to press i'm sorry i'm ruining everything right now no, okay ruining everything. there pull this down oh I, we have to put our headphones on now because we have the person <laughs> sorry called it he was bored hi sam hey uh this hey, was one of the boys who was wrestling the other night and i was worried for him <laughs> big fan of this just want to start off big fan of the station long time listener first time caller <laughs> your face uh, is so funny right now <laughs> what latoya's making funny i was just um regaling a story of what, what we were talking about uh, never mind single mothers Sing, we were talking about single mothers and then somehow we got into high school boys and then that's her favorite subject. No, I'm not. I'm not just, just because I want to look at pictures of... <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to... I'm blushing already. Hi, Sam. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. How's your back? Back is fucked. Oh. Back is fucked. Um, he was trying to be yeah, a hero was- on Sunday, and he did something super stupid. He stood on top of a railing, and he tried to push a light that was like five feet away from him. He could have just used a tool. I could, a, look, even looking back, I could have done it. It was it was possi- it was a possible maneuver. The athleticism was not there, unfortunately. Do you, but you know what separates us from the beasts? Our ability to use tools. And there were pool sticks, and we could have used the stick. And instead, you sacrificed your body for no reason. Ouch. And is your back all bruised? There's a huge bruisey scrapey on your back. Back is bruised. But here's the thing, Pam. Yeah. I am a beast. Like, when you when you do the man or beast poop game on the street, uh-huh. and you say beast, it's most likely my shit. <laughs> You poop on the streets? You do not. I poop on the street. No, no you got to use a clamshell. <laughs> that's what? the that's the key, the key. You use the old um, takeout boxes from people, and you poop in those, and then you close them up and you throw them in the garbage. Oh, 
Have you had a lot of experience with this? No. Well, no, I live I live in the Tenderloin. I've seen others do it. I can learn from experience. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to derail the conversation. No, no, no. I'm really scared to poop. Who, who, am I, who, are, who am I on with? It's LaToya, the Sheriff of it's Truth. It's the Sheriff of Truth. I haven't met you yet. You I haven't met, know. but he, she's heard all about you. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Hi, LaToya. Nice to meet you over the phone. Oh, it's nice to meet you over the phone. It's like a 1-800 what? number. Yeah. What were you guys talking about pre pre? Well, we started with um, the news, and Kamala Harris was just talking about black maternal health, and and then we talked about teen moms, and and then we we usually talk about racism a lot. We were getting into the stigma of single mothers, which which it is a stigma, and how why you know there's the stigma with single mothers but you don't hear too much of a stigma of single fathers well they're well they're but because a single father is like a it's like a saint he's like a he's like a god they're like oh are you a single dad wow you work so hard but then single moms are vilified so that's stupid well also too Here, we'll, it, we'll ask sam because he's 24 do you do you use condoms or do you try to raw dog it's it all the, the time? Same thing. No, it is because we were talking about young. It's no, it's when young people are fucking and whether guys like because that's the problem. That's why there's girls that get pregnant is that the guys are not using what? You, do, you just wanted to find out. No, I'm just yeah. curious. He's a young guy. <laughs> Shut you, up, Latoya. Latoya. <laughs> you ain't fooling nobody. Yeah. Jeez, that's now. why we call her the sheriff Stay of truth. <laughs> I asked Sam a question. Okay, I guess you have to answer the question now. Uh, here's the truth. I don't keep them on me, but <laughs> I will use them if they're presented. Ah, so it's always the woman's responsibility, which it is really, I guess. It's not her responsibility, but also, like, you used to be able to have to spend $50, $70 on Plan B. Now they got a little pill in the pregnancy tests, and the pregnancy tests are only, like, sixteen ninety nine, right? <laughs> And the plan B is you know, cheaper. If, you know, if, if you're if you're a good shopper, you you, you know you'll save more. So it's, it's economic. And here's here's the thing about the plan B too. Plan B is always cheaper than getting an abortion. That well, is, unless you're on medical, they're free. And if you're I will on always and I will always Venmo for it without even being asked. The other, the, <laughs> I'll I'll Venmo the the cost of it. You're a gentleman. Not the full plan B, but the pregnancy test cost. I'll be like, what is this Venmo for $16.99? Like, All right, here's what you got to do. You got to go into a CVS, and you get a pregnancy test, the store brand one, you know, not not the... Yeah, not, not the, the... Not the name brand. One. Not the name brand. No, there's yeah, the... come on. I'm, we're budget here. <laughs> You're not budget. Well... We're budgeting here. When it, when it comes to... When it comes to this, we're budgeting. All right. Well, when then it you got it. Then you, this, when ha, it come, ha, ha. But it's um, everything's free on Medi-Cal, so no, no worries. My oh. my second abortion was absolutely 100 percent free. It's great. Is that is that my twin? <laughs> yeah. No, no. My second abortion would be almost six years old now. I would have a six-year-old, oh, okay. which would be a nightmare. Could you imagine me running around with a six-year-old, like no. trying to take him into bars? Actually, <laughs> I don't think it'd be a bad thing. It'd be horrible. I, but you know what? But here's the thing. You would have lucked out with the fact of like Jonathan would have, you didn't end up with an asshole. And this is what, this is the other part that makes women and the single mothers don't end up with an asshole mm. this is where i say be careful who you procreate with or fuck because you know you might be 
dealing with an asshole in the future that will just walk up and leave or that's not my baby or I'm our, I'm married and I already have kids. The, you the know, Maury. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke oh, Moore you, is the father. Or it's just like, you know, <laughs> well, whenever you need me, I guess, you know, just call me and I'll send you a check. You know, kind of like a prostitute in a way. Mm. You know, so it's you. And the thing is, if you would have kept your child, you would have been lucky. You at least been lucky to. I'd be living in a in a a studio apartment with a six year old and two cats. That's insane. Yeah, you. I don't think you would have gotten the second cat. (laughs) Fair. I think he's right about that part. Fair. I just I needed a baby. I I I at least would have seen the fact that you probably would have had a two parent home. Maybe, yeah. You know, yeah. Because it would have been Jonathan's. But he was not ready to have kids either. Yeah, he was like twenty-seven at the time. Right. I mean, he was better twenty-seven than seventeen. Oh, I'm really. Why does everyone think I want to fuck high school students? No, that's not the case. No, I'm just saying. No, I was just saying for the fact of like maturity like he at least was damn near 30 sure you know but that doesn't even matter anyway there's i'm heads, the least mature out of all of us there are <laughs> I mean, shitheads out here who are 30 40 50 60 who still pull off well that's not my kid you know fuck well, you uh, this is when i think that vasectomy is necessary oh yeah there's actually there's a I woman, reversible vasectomy i think that they should they should have them they they should all have them until you have to get a vasectomy by a certain age i think that when boys go through uh whatever their little balls drop or whatever happens and they start stop shooting blanks or whatever or start shooting real bullets i think that there should be a reversible vasectomy that they get until they like take some kind of test or do some sort of thing and say like i want to actually procreate now and then you just reverse the vasectomy no What's it's a little bit fascist? Absolutely. Oh well, here's what this congresswoman in Alabama is doing. She's this black congresswoman, and she's basically she came up with the concept. Well, you know, if you're going to have laws on women's bodies saying that we can't have abortions at a certain uh, uh, week period, she came out with uh, if you are a male uh, that has kids over the age of fifty you have to get a vasectomy. She's trying to put that into law, trying to basically give you a fuck you sign to the fact of like, see, this is what happens when uh, the government is on our bodies. I'm confused. Men over 50 have to get vasectomies? I'll look up the uh, interview. Uh, It's... I mean, I'm cool with that. She's she's basically trying to... People Dude. shouldn't be having kids that are going to steal my water in the future. That was the, I got the, the thing. The time I got the most angry was when I saw I was on BART and I saw two ugly people and they had triplets. It was two boys and a girl. So they had fraternal triplets and they were all ugly. And then they had a fourth kid, which was also ugly and younger. And I was like, you motherfuckers. Why does it matter that they're ugly? Because they had three kids and they didn't. They, they clearly went for a fourth kid because they thought they'd have they'd try again that's Did so you had three they had three like go back oh, to walnut on. creek you so... rich fuck how many kids do you need in the future right, stealing my bars. water they're not from walnut creek not everyone's from walnut creek well it's just what i use for rich people who can afford four know, kids anyway it's crazy my mom and dad <laughs> do you I'm have four <laughs> you're I'm you're in a four. you have your parents have four kids yes wow yeah well and well it's okay. Four of us were accidents. <laughs> All four. Well, well, you've landed in the right place since you're calling from. I'm sure your two your bedroom with two pillows. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm outside. Right oh, now. okay. Good for you. All right. 
Uh, what is she's she's looking it up? So what do you want to talk about, oh, Sam? Here it is. Oh, here it is. I found it. Uh, so she Alabama is... lawmaker introduces mandatory vasectomy bill. Yeah, mutilate their that dicks. Seems, that seems like a joke, though. No, 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 this no. is what she's like... doing. So, uh, Alabama Representative uh, Rolanda Hollis introduced a mandatory vasectomy bill to male legislators, a taste of what women have been feeling for years. Ha ha. Um, Democratic... specifically to male legislators? Well, just to yeah, tell male so... legislators, like, fuck your face. So, like, the bill... Yes, I'm listening. Oh, so the bill was sponsored by Hollis that required that all men get a vasectomy after they turn 50 or after they have their third child, yeah. whichever comes first. It always takes two to tango, Hollis told Alabama.com. We can't put all the responsibility on women. Men need to be responsible also. If passed, the bill oh will require God, men hilarious. to also pay for the vasectomy out of pocket. Representative <laughs> Hollis said the vasectomy bill will help with reproductive systems, adding that it would neutralize the abortion ban and help prevent pregnancies as well as abortions of unwanted children. Yeah. That, Amen, oh my, oh my sister. God. That seems like that seems like an onion article, but I bet she wrote like 4,000 words on it. No, she it, That's great. She, I'm super stoked. Absolutely. Men over 50 or if you should have a vasectomy if you, if you have, have three children. If you have three kids, absolutely. She so basically what she's doing is trying to say fuck you. If you're going to put this uh, abortion ban into law, I got something for that ass. Mm. Basically, yeah, she could debate that just like how just like the vasectomy bill. Exactly, because you need the sperm in mm-hmm. order to make the for the egg to basically yeah. bring life. Right. So like Can't they said, it it's, it takes two the tango. Yeah. So the fact that matter is just like, you're putting all the, you know, yes, you're putting our, our bodies. You're putting our eggs in a basket. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to put your seed <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, on the chopping block. We're going to put you, put your dick in a hammock. <laughs> so I, I mean, I don't think it's going to pass, but I just like the fact that she, Hell yeah! this sister right here is just no, like, you know what? I got something for that ass. <laughs> it's feminism. That's hilarious though. And, and of course, the you know the men are like, oh my god, harumph, harumph, harumph. Fifty-seven-year-old men with Viagra from Tijuana are shitting themselves <laughs> right now. Well, and that's another thing that um, ED medication, like Viagra, is covered under most insurance exactly. plans, but oftentimes birth, birth control is, is not. not. So that just the oh. the cognitive dissonance of that for me is like, so men matter and women don't. Oh, yeah. oh, that's oh, that's right. I just remembered that. That's why when you go to the doctor because you're going through menopause and you're sweating at night and they say sleep on a towel. Not to play devil's advocate here, but what's the cost breakdown between Viagra and birth control? Right? Oh, I'm sure it's the same. Oh, I, I think Viagra is more expensive because it, usually it's $60 a bottle for Viagra. Oh, and all that it, packaging it, they use. Yeah. Single <laughs> serving. Well, I'm talking. That's funny. Um, I'm talking when the original Viagra, because now there's so many off brands of Viagra that they don't. It. I don't even know what men's. What do they call it? It's not technically Viagra anymore. Oh, Viagra's well, they just call they just call it ED, whatever. Yeah, like, it's, erectile it's dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction. Right, but it's also Viagra's emotional a, disturbance is uh-huh. the other thing you say for ED. Viagra is just the brand. So the brand. Uh, when it came out, I believe it was like sixty dollars. 
for birth control pills and it depends what kind of birth for pills it's the cheaper pills are cheaper than like getting an iud or but uh, iud is like a one shot and it stays in there so it's like so you don't have to worry about it ever again yeah like the iud and the patch are kind of like the mercedes benz of birth control (laughs) the pills Uh, are like i used to have that joke i wrote that exactly the same way you just said that That did you that is absurd let's swear we are uh, we have a connection right now really <laughs> yeah. I used to say that, that, that IUDs are the Mercedes Benz of birth control. I, I swear to God, that, I call them the I call them a copper pool sweeper because they keep out all the dead babies. <laughs> oh, <yes>. It's like <laughs> it's a little copper pool sweeper in my uterus, just floating around. That's funny. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who uh, had a failed IUD. Like, <gasps> wiggle it around it. Like you ever do you ever use a French press and sometimes the ground <laughs> yeah, will do. go right <laughs> outside of it. Ooh. <laughs> and you'll get a ground in your coffee. Yeah. That's what happened to her. Nightmare. That sounds Nightmare painful too. Yeah. And it, yeah, and then your baby gets all caught up in caught the up caught in up the in the pool copper. sweeper. That's yep. bad. That's bad. And then when it wants to come out nine months later, it's there's oh. IUD in the way. I don't understand. Clumpy. Oh, poor Clumpy. Clumpy. <laughs> so Sam, what do you want to talk about? Let's get out. I'm Let's... having fun in this direction. Oh, you like you like <laughs> talking? Yeah, like. The, the, I guess this is a what's sexual the joke? Repro- I used to tell the joke all the time. Is, oh, yeah. I used to tell a joke about how I had really bad period cramps, and it's because the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Uh, get out of there, you guys. Get out of there. But now I can't do like all my period jokes anymore because. Yes, you can. I still can. Yeah, because you still will get it once in a while. I still get it once in a while. And that's no one's fucking business anyway. You can still. Yes. I think it's everyone's. How much of a comedy purist are you that you. (laughs) I have have no. I have absolutely no shame about talking about anything ever. And I think that that should be. Which is why I like talking about menopause because. And I know people hate it. Audiences, a lot of times, just pull right back. They're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Because people have not talked about their their women's bodies are funny period and so now uh, (laughs) and the fact of the matter is just like just as recently people women have started to get comfortable about talking about menstruation and now the other m word menopause yeah men are all in there comfortable to talk about but you still have the majority of people that squirm which i don't understand why i don't those people don't have female friends that's that's I that think that's where, or where the line or is. they just bro down. But all there's the also time. two women that are so conservative, and I'm not even talking about politically conservative. I'm just talking about conservative when it comes to their sexuality, that are afraid to talk about that or have never touched themselves. Those are the women that you know usually don't like to talk about menstruation or menopause. They oh I don't masturbate. Liar. I don't, I don't believe women like that. <laughs> They're all liars. Like, oh my God, she's talking about oh my menopause. I I literally Shh. as a as a child I used to That's masturbate a, a lot as a child and I literally had to do it in the closet because I was my Shame. my family shamed Shame. me so hardcore that, extra door. that, that I extra door. I had a really big closet as a child. I had a really big I was wealthy and I had a very big closet and so I'd go in my closet and lay down with my Barbie dolls. <laughs> And I'd masturbate. And I remember being like eight, nine, ten and hiding. And then my mom being like, Pamela, Pamela. And I was like, oh, shit. And I'd have to like sneak out. Oh, no, I was playing over here behind my bed. (laughs) Well, no, I didn't. I wasn't like that. I never. There was no insertion. There was no insertion. There was no insertion. It was all like Just clitoral. It was clitoral touch, stimulation. Touch, it's touch like, the lips. It's the, no, not even that. Not even that. It was all like on my fist. You like lay on it and you like rub around. Oh, 
okay. Yeah. Oh, All see, clitoral I, stuff. I was more of a Grinding. toucher. Yeah. I'm more of You're a You're 18 for this story, right? What, what, what? You're 18 for this story, right? No. Oh, well, I, it's a... T- why? Children are sexual beings, too. I've... I've Children I've, explore. I've had... But hung out with many tiny babies, many tiny baby boys that have gotten little cute, tiny bitty bitty hard ons in the bathtub. They're, I mean, little babies, they, it happens. And it's not even. I have a question for you, Pam. This might be right up your alley. What's the legislation for under 18 erotic fiction? Like, how- well, you, I mean, I guess usually it's not erotic. Usually it's like PG 13, like for young adult fiction. Because even if you no, read no, a no, book no. like Twilight, it's like, I mean, they're. They just gloss over certain things. But when you're a kid, okay. you can read anything. So, like, you can read Clan of the Cave Bear, and there's some super sexy stuff in there. That was my go-to masturbation book when I was a kid, even, Clan of the Cave Bear. Even, I think it was, like, page 82 or 85, something around 70. There was this one part of the book where, I mean, it was all – the. The whole concept of the book is there's this guy who goes around and he like deflowers all the women and that's like, it's like a thing and it's this girl. Anyways, it's the super, super sexy thing. I used to read it and masturbate to it all the time as a kid, like with a book. Isn't that weird? No, I think that's, (laughs) I think that's quite intelligent and it's better than watching pornography. I never watched porn. Definitely better than porn. Yeah, I I, I would, I I wish I could say I was elegant about my masturbation when I was younger as a teenager but I didn't watch porn for because it got me hot I watched it because it was funny and I had a VHS and so it was bad hair bad music and it was bad acting and people fucking yeah (laughs) you say it was you say it was funny does that mean you watched it with friends oh yeah oh yeah I would watch it with friends and it wasn't like until like when dudes started coming around I'm like wait a minute this is getting nothing creeps me out more this make me hot this is making them hot I'm gonna turn this off cause this shit is how does this make you look at this look at the jerry curls in this fucking VHS no, nothing, <laughs> nothing creeps me out you're talking about Ron Jeremy I know who you're yeah. talking about <laughs> nothing creeps me out more than a room full of men watching porn together it is weird and that has happened I've walked in yeah. cause I yeah. have friends yeah. that were like in it. fraternities I've together I've friends that I've had friends that have tried to do that. Me and Nathan and I had this conversation. It is it is utterly creepy. All those kids turn out to be weirdos. It's it's <laughs> creepy. Like you walk in the room ah, and let's it's, watch porn. I mean, ah. it's like they're all it. it it's creepy. You, everyone's quiet. Everyone's focused. Everyone is just Ooh. like it. Their their eyes are on the telly and Ooh. nothing else exists. And their but they're hands all are going, together. If they're all together, yeah, I know. It's it's weird. It's gross. It's almost as bad. I, don't, as I mean, like, I don't want to shame them. Maybe that's their thing. I'm but I don't. You know what's even weirder? You know what's even weirder when you got one guy who's just like eating potato chips. <laughs> I'm gonna be with the guy eating potato chips. That's the only sound you hear. (laughs) Exactly, dude. And it's very weird. I've seen that. I yeah, I've experienced walking into a room with dudes watching porn, and it's just like, hey, you can sit here. I'm like, no, Mm -mm. I'm not. I'm Mm. walking away. Nope, this is not gonna be a gangbang. Yeah, I. Now I've watched porn with ladies as an adult, and didn't get me hot. I think it's I mean, I guess I would totally... If I was going to watch porn with women, I would make sure that it was gay dude porn. Really? Yeah, I could get into that. Gay dude porn? Yeah. Uh, well, I actually yeah. used to do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it's like, you could be... You could have gay dude porn on and be making biscuits. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just background noise. Sure. It's just background noise. <laughs> I love that you're calling it gay dude porn. <laughs> gay porn, which is is, is ambiguous. <laughs> well, um, here to change the subject, just since we were talking about baking, um, <laughs> what what flavor pot food should I make this week, Sam? Oh my God, the cinnamon swirl was amazing. You want me to do the cinnamon bread that. again? I can make them in individual rolls too so that they're all like, so I don't have to slice it. I might do that. Make them like little so individual rolls. Slice and then, the, and, and the then. The consistency of it was scone-like. Well, which, I, because which, I fucked it up. Because it was. Well, be, it's, it's, you, you finessed the fuck up then. Okay, good. It's all about finesse. Well, I, I made it work, but okay. I can make a cinnamon thing again this week. That's not yeah. the cinnamon thingy. <laughs> you can come on Fridays too or you work on Fridays I fucking work on Fridays and Saturdays say, I, you can... I swear I'll be here on a Thursday though okay I just I, I'll have I'll have pop food during the whole festival I, I I'll just, just be baking the whole week working as a bartender I'm getting burnt out yeah. I'm getting that three year itch like I'm I'm starting to miss like having a Friday off because I I haven't been here on a Friday in a year I thought you just came back from Shanghai or some shit yeah, but I mean, oh, yeah. shit, were you how, did you, how did you get a, you, you came just before the quarantine. How yeah. do we not all have Corona right now? I know I'm, I'm a survivor. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, no, I haven't been here on a Friday in over a year and some months. And so it's just like, I'm at that point where I'm like, probably going to start giving away my Friday bar shifts. Cause these people out here, they, they eat your soul. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what Sam does? What? Works out? Well, he doesn't. He, he's a bike messenger, Squats. so he just constantly works out. Because he's bike messenger. She's saying that with a big Kool-Aid smile on her Shut face up. right Shut now. Up. Shut up. She wrote a book about it. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. But I swear, I'll be here, like, actually put me on for, a thir- not put me on, but volunteer. I meant to answer oh, that okay, thank on you. a Thursday. For the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival yeah. coming up in coming up in less two than two weeks. Fuck, it's already March. Uh, it's almost already March. I'm free- I'm not freaking out, but I'm freaking out a little bit. You know what? You're not freaking out in contrast to the prior festivals. You usually start freaking out around now. Well, I, I have good. already had like three nervous breakdowns this month, so I think I've gotten through it. I think it's like what also happened. Not drinking. That's I was also say I'm that. not also I'm not drinking. I think that actually I was getting ready to mention that like you're you're calm, cool, collective. So maybe the fact that you're not you don't have any toxins in you right now, that might be helping too. <laughs> I no, I mean Sam, I'm, I'm remembering Kelvin like last night to you or two nights ago. He's like, Pam, you know what? I I like you not drinking. Yeah, that's everybody seems to like me not drinking. That's, that's, but you know I'm who likes me drinking? Scared. Me. Like, you know who likes you know who likes to drink? I do. Yeah, I know. Wants <laughs> to have a pint in one Sam. hand. Wait, what was that, Sam? I was just thinking, like when he was saying that, like, oh, poor Pam. I well, everybody. Oh. I mean, you're I, her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I swear, I'm not an alcoholic. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't. I have a beer in my fridge at home right now. I have all kinds of alcohol at my house, and I've had no temptation to drink it. I worked in a bar last night. I've been working. If, this is week two. This is week three. three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually I'm fine. You'd be having the cold sweats by day two. I didn't have any withdrawal <laughs> symptoms. Everything was fine. I'm fine. No delirium tremens. None of that. No shaky shakies. <laughs> no I'm Michael really, J. Foxes. I don't. It's one of those things where. <laughs> oh, Parkinson's. Yeah, I don't have Parkinson's. <laughs> uh, but I, 
I people don't seem to understand that I make really poor decisions whether I'm sober or not. I'm just I'm that's just me. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't it's, matter what substances I'm on. I still do and say fucked up things. Like it doesn't. Well, it's all about you said it so yourself like it's about your food intake. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You and know. I really am trying to eat. Yeah. I'm eating 1500 calories a day. I'm doing it. That's a, that's the average that you're supposed I'm to have. I'm supposed right? to be, yeah. 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 So I'm doing it. Yeah. Getting it done. And you said you've lost It's hard because I don't I can't taste anything, so it's just not as fun as it used to be. Like eating Aww. used to be really fun and now it's like, mm, it's okay. How about, I bet you if someone put some foie gras in your face, you'd well, be like, Well, that's, yeah. that's a texture thing, but so yeah. But, but also you could put cat food in front of me and say it's foie gras and I wouldn't know the difference. Oh, don't say that. I'm Get sorry. That's oh, absolute no. reality. You could, would you feel it? You'd feel it in your belly. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I've never eaten cat food before, so I'm not yeah, sure. Like, don't <laughs> but but if, you, if, if you mistake, if you like took... If you made some Chex Mix and put some cat food in there, like some dry cat food, I probably wouldn't notice. You, you would. You have a good material. neck and nose for I it. don't know because right now, poop, coffee, and gyros all smell the same. Oh, damn. Yeah, I know. That's scary. Right? I know. This is welcome that to the future. That doesn't seem like a naturally selected trait. Like, <laughs> it's, like maybe no. it's a good thing that you're not procreating. <laughs> yeah, well. It is. All these, your kids would get poisoned like every day. <laughs> this, I, could, I had an excellent t- sense of taste and smell until I was 45 but then uh, then it, that's when it all it, I guess it's just your body my I'm getting old you, my body's falling apart but it, I don't think it has anything to do with alcohol that oh no it has nothing to do with alcohol yeah, that trait is from cigarettes no that, it's not it's from menopause it's a oh, common yeah. thing that I when you go through menopause you lose your sense of taste and smell thing. it's pretty common so I'm like, oh, it's Sorry, pretty- did you say you keep forgetting about the whole menopause thing? She- I do. I, I don't be- know how that's possible when she's reminding you every <laughs> five minutes. It's true. I'm, t- I'm terrible. I, my script is the same all the time. I just constantly review my script in my real life so that it works on stage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Sam, say something funny. <laughs> no. Make Latoya laugh. You're like a civilian, like. Tell tell me a joke, clown. Make me laugh, clown. Juggle something. Tell her your tell her your political joke. My my political joke. Yeah, the one about the, the one about the cactus. The one about the uh, cactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Latoya, have you heard uh you heard about this Iowa cac Iowa caucus? Yeah, I have. All this business in the Iowa caucus, you know. We're talking a lot about Iowa caucus in the news right now. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying we should legalize Iowa caucus. <laughs> Why is that? I could, you know, because it's not the government's job to tell us what to do with our consciousness. <laughs> you know, if I want to take a powerful hallucinogenic drug given to me by a shaman who knows what he's doing, then I think that's up to me. I don't think it's the government's job to, like, you know, make Iowa caucus illegal. <laughs> it's stupid. It's a stupid joke. Well, he didn't say that it's actually a strong hallucinogenic drug made from the ground up needles of the Iowa cactus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that part. <laughs> You forgot that part. See how I've yeah. memorized your script. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sorry. I, I have a, I have a auditory memory, so I, I have, I have, I memorize you everyone's memorize jokes. Scripts really well. That's like Nathan. I yeah. remember you said that. Yeah, I, yeah, like just like Nathan. Yeah, it's that whole musical theater upbringing. 
but he has it's a yeah. it's a cute joke he has you're supposed to you've got to mention ayahuasca at some point because that's what uh, yeah. he's he's it's an oblique reference to ayahuasca, ayahuasca. but it's iowa iowa caucus iowa caucus ayahuasca because ayahuasca of. comes from the plant yeah. right got it yeah i know but when you have to explain the joke it's not that funny <laughs> also the iowa caucus was like from two weeks ago so it's already timed out we can, yeah we yeah can talk about nevada wait no we can is that what ha- that's what's happening next well now we've moved to south carolina i think well actually we're in nevada right now south carolina's next week i think there's going to be a debate tomorrow with that racist piece of shit bloomberg Ugh. trump light diet trump that i mean that can't happen he hasn't been doing anything and he, he's just gonna jump in because he has so much money yeah, is that he, the way it works yeah he's been he paid the dnc or excuse yeah paid the dnc uh over three hundred thousand dollars he's bought his way he's been buying uh black people yes he has been buying black people and mayors <laughs> like london breed oh no um uh, the mayor of uh, Libby, what's her face? The mayor of Oakland, um, the mayor of Houston. Yeah. Sam, we do you have any s- guns? No, I don't have any guns. <laughs> Shit. I was just hoping that for the apocalypse, maybe you had some guns or something. Because if because no. <laughs> the apocalypse is upon us, did you know that this this dystopian future? Yeah, the is coronavirus. Now? I'm I'm hoping to get taken out by the coronavirus. Ooh, don't say like, that. Like right away. That'd be painful. He, he he does a lot of things that are. Um, I do a lot of coronavirus things. A lot of coronavirus dangerous things. Yes. Picking like up cigarette 80, butts I, off I, the ground. Yeah. Eating Chinese food. Well, that's because that's because you throw your cigarettes away when they're when, before they're done. <laughs> When it's your fault. Done. You're gonna give me coronavirus, Sam. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't. Is it even real? Someone was saying yesterday, like it's not a hoax. that it's that it's a CIA making, plot. Oh God! We're Just like AIDS. such a big deal out of it. It's it's only killed four people outside China. Uh, one of them was like an 80 year old Chinese dude in France. I don't know. So you think it's hysteria? You think it's medical hysteria? It's it's absolute hysteria as far as we're concerned. There's something there's a real problem in China, but it's constrained to China. I heard they were shooting people like when people are trying to leave and sneak out, they just oh, shoot no them. No, no, they haven't been doing that's, that. My that's... aunt, I actually, I uh, just, I just spread rumors. That's why this shows a little bit about fake news. Cause I, from, I just posted I, non-fake news. No, I know, but I'm saying that I'm a, anything that comes into my existence, I just believe is truth. And so I'm like a fake news beacon. I'm like, <laughs> give it to me. I'll take it. What do you, I'll believe anything. So my... the moon landing was fake. I believe it. Flat earthers absolutely oh hell no, no i don't believe <laughs> my uh my relatives finally just got back into uh shanghai because they weren't allowed to come back home and my aunt actually had to borrow she, they were stuck in thailand oh my goodness and so like they've been stuck for a couple weeks and nice so, place to be stuck yeah but when you don't have too many funds left oh yeah and you, you have to pay bills in china but no one's at work right now in china and you can't go home oof that fucking sucks. So is the no how, one's how working many, in China? Yeah, I have relatives uh, that live in Shanghai, cousins and my aunt. Latoya was just there. there. I was just there over like the Christmas break. Yeah. So yeah. I I got Under back like on the seventh of January, and that next week, uh, the story hit about the coronavirus. But here, the thing about the coronavirus is it's been around for several months. The Chinese government, which part of the Chinese government is communist, they were trying to hide it. 
because they thought that was going to hurt their economy, their world economy, which you stupid fucks never (laughs) hide a disease because it spreads. And obviously no one saw outbreak from 1996. Remember 1996 outbreak where they tried to hide it. Monkey. Remember 1996. Well, we don't even have to talk swine flu shit. Yeah. You know, so they were trying the doctor that was, uh, that outed the virus. He recently just died. Um, from the virus or the the coronavirus yeah yeah yes i saw that yeah he because he was the one that broke the story and then the chinese government actually uh uh took him away and contained him someplace so because they wanted him to hush yeah don't say shit did they give it to him i probably wouldn't i'm he he was studying it i'm going to not say yes and not say no I mean, it just—it's a fishy—it's a fishy story. But he yeah. just died recently, and now you have both. You and have now you so cough. Many, You've got the virus. You—you <laughs> you have so many conflicting stories that you know it came from market. It came from where uh, uh, bats. You came, Bad. you know, all these different things. So it's just like it is spreading, and then so let's start the pool right now. How many the bats? Is, yes. When does the when when does the when does the dystopian future uh, apocalypse scape start? Do we give it six months, eight months? Is it going to be in five years that everything's burning? How? 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 I would fifteen. I'm gonna you say fifteen years? That's a pretty all long. Have fifteen years left left to live. Fifteen years left. That's pretty. Wow. Okay. I would say fifteen years. Ninety-five percent of the people are going to be gone. Wow. All right. Yeah, I yeah, like that. I like that. That that's good. Latoya, what's your? Uh, I think we're Nostradamus here. I already. I don't think it's the apocalypse. I think it. If you have glaciers like falling and shit, oh, and the uh-huh. temperatures, we're already there, dude. So oh, I think what, we're going to beat the glaciers. I think we're going to beat global warming ourselves. I, that's real I think we're going to melt into the glaciers. Yeah, I don't yeah. think anyone's really trying yet, so I don't know if we can beat it if no one's trying. But uh, how, Latoya, how long till everything falls apart? I think we've already started. So it's already, it's here. It's yeah, now. Yeah, I think, you know, with, uh, not even just with climate change, but with the water and and how people are fucking crazy, oh, yeah. we're already here. Yeah. Well, there's a tent city in my... You know, this yeah. is very funny, actually, because just... Um, last Saturday, I was kind of like walking through my neighborhood and looking at how many tents were up and then Leavenworth and Jones. But this is hilarious. They all got cleaned out. Why? Because they were filming the matrix the past two nights. So those motherfuckers came into my neighborhood. So this is the the two blocks where there were tons and tons of tents and people are just living there now because they have nowhere else to live and they don't know what to do. And it's crazy. And it's totally palpable, scary stuff happening in my neighborhood. But magically for the fucking matrix, they cleaned them out. So money can clean out everything, except we only do it for two days at a time, motherfuckers. Right. What do they do? Do they and give we everyone only do who's living? Keanu Reeves is in town. Well, wait, he's in. Wait. Well, they're filming the Matrix all so over town. So that means town. Keanu Reeves is here. He, well, I don't know what I they're. Gotta fight him. Sorry, yeah, he's hot. He's half Japanese. That's why he's so Fuck hot. Up. No, it's he's half Hawaiian. Too. Oh, half Hawaiian. He's got a good he's personality. Hawaiian. God, I want. He that. has no personality. God, I want yes, him he inside does. me. Keanu Reeves. Uh, he was in a band too. Yeah, dog, band. dog star. Dog star. Yeah, oh, I know. You like, <laughs> I told you. Latoya I likes. I like Brad Pitt, and Ooh, that's he's my he's my and Keanu's Ooh. here. Okay. So so this goes back to when we had the Super Bowl here a couple. Oh of years yeah yeah ago yeah yeah. With the fact of like we're gonna sweep this under the rug. Four like, million dollars. Yeah, like they had. It as doesn't a budget. exist, and whenever it leaves. Okay, back to normal. They had a four million dollar budget for the Super Bowl to clean 
quote unquote clean up downtown area. So they gave shit. they gave vouchers to questionably housed people so that they could live in Daly City in hotels and they they basically just whisked, whisked them away for a week. Them and the then and, and they spent 4 million dollars on it and then everyone just came aesthetic? right like back. The, the reason? Oh, it's for the Super Bowl. Purely for yeah, for the aesthetics of Super Bowl. But, but purely aesthetic. There's no like Yeah. Like, there's is, Wow, that's that's so crazy. That's so it's it's, 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 it's such a waste of money. That, it's a look a look at reason. Yeah, because like not 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 health, not human services, just look at right, like, right, and poop on the street. They didn't want to have poop on the street for the Super which Bowl. you're still gonna have poop anyway because you have I'll drunk go shit folks all over the street to protest. <laughs> I mean, anyone that goes to the Super Bowl, you're gonna have poop, shit, and vomit on the street anyway, because most of those. Well, people- they had carpeted the street too. It was so dumb. But so four million dollars on that, and then for this Matrix bullshit, they're like cleaning up the tenderloin for what two nights at a time? Where are they sending everybody? Because there are, I mean, I've lived there in that apartment for twelve years, and it has never been so desperate on the street. It has never been. I mean, last night worse I was worse. I was up a little lateness. I I went to bed about one thirty, but it was hard to sleep. There was like there was the fuck my face guy was out fuck my life just screaming <laughs> looking at himself looking at himself in the window of the closed ramen shop just screaming fuck my life it's it's only getting worse fuck too. my life yeah it's, and it's, people they're yelling at each other someone was shot um on the corner of 18th and mission on was that monday monday yes because I, I was my citizen yeah yeah, because I was here at Mutiny Radio, and I was like, "Thank God I wasn't where I it was where I normally would be." And I'm like, Gee, "What the fuck is going on?" Someone was Mission. stabbed over 18th and Mission. Yeah, someone was stabbed Whoa. over in the Tenderloin not too long ago. Like every, it seems like almost every day something is happening over there. Which you're, of course, that's going to happen because you have questionably housed mental they're, illness. But they're just you, sticking their tents up now. Like this never happened before. There were never like. 10 tents in a row on a street. You have no and place to walk. There's nowhere to walk. And I feel terrible because they need to live somewhere. I give them shorts and my cigarettes. I should do more, I guess. But The government should do more. But the, that's just crazy that they were there. The Matrix comes and they're gone. And they're going to be right back once the Matrix is done filming. So yeah. all this money the city's getting from the fucking Matrix, could, could it go into maybe... I don't know, servicing some people who live here? Yeah, a program to help people get out of their situation, especially uh, those who have mental illness. Yeah, it's you know, pretty rough. It's a waste of money, especially when you waste $4 million. $4 million can... You can get something out of that $4 oh, million rather than could, like sweep people away into... Daily City, You're which is a suburb where it's people own their homes and don't want their value of their homes being declined. We could have we could give people tiny homes that were like little mobile, little like you know five by five, you know, little things, and set them up in I don't know parking lots or whatever. There's all kinds of ways there, to house people. Ways, but you know, when you have a mayor that is siding with uh, a fucking racist clown like Bloomberg, who by the way is not only just racist but classist. You know, he doesn't want, he does not want a, a higher living wage. He, he blamed the recession of 2008, um, black people because of redlining, uh, What's he, redlining? Uh, redlining is where they won't give loans out, oh. uh, because uh, of people in certain demographics in certain areas, urban people. Um, <laughs> and then also too, he recently, uh, when he was mayor in New York, the, const- uh, construction workers were working basically in uh 
for like lower wages and he did not sign the bill to get them $10 an hour plus benefits. This oh, is in shit. this is in New York. $10 an hour ain't shit in New York. Absolutely. So, I mean um, Sam is um Sam's wealthy. Um Sam, can you tell us an example of when you've experienced white privilege? <laughs> when I've experienced white privilege? Yeah. I'm just I, I mean um, I I have a couple of them, but for me, but I'm just wondering for you cuz I mean I'm just curious if you ever like acknowledge or experience if there's ever been an well, experience. One of the you. things, one of the things. I, I mean, you know this about me. I love like having my hood up, like because my head gets cold. That's probably some sort of white privilege. That's called every day. Oh, because if if you were black and you had your hood up, then you... yeah. Well, like Trayvon Martin had his hood up, right? Right. Yeah. That was a whole. That was a big thing with the hoodie. But you, yeah, okay, all a right. D- so a day without your... a day walking. As a white person is white privilege uh-huh. without people harassing you. Do you get harassed yeah, every that's day? Yeah, that's the thing. Latoya? You don't. That's the thing. You don't really notice like white privilege. I would, yeah. Know, unless you're. Because you live every day white. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, that's true. Um, Latoya, you, do you do you feel like you are like every day? There's a there's some sort of. I don't feel every day. I will say this. In different communities of color, we do have a privilege because we do have colorism in uh, in our community. And me being light skin, there, from what I've heard from my other dark skin brothers and sisters, there is a privilege to me being lighter skin because I don't get as much scrutiny. Huh. In contrast, I passed the brown paper bag test. Um, <laughs> What's the brown paper bag test? It is a ignorant concept that some colorists pulled together back in the day. I think it's mostly, I think it comes uh, from the, uh, basically the black community where if you were, for women, if you were darker than a brown paper bag, you could not get into certain places oh. uh, or for uh, fraternities or sororities. Like, for example, AKA is a, uh, a, yeah. a, a sorority that is um, mm-hmm. for the, aristoc- the aristocratic uh, black people. And those are oh, mostly aristocratic fair skin. black people? I didn't know that. What was that? Yeah, yeah. I, I call we them aristocoons. Don't okay. repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, in the AKA sorority, they're all fair skin. Uh, they don't let dark skinned people in. So they literally put a brown paper bag up to your face. Oh, yeah. I, and they check and they say, all right. Yeah, they were doing that recently. I remember not too long ago, I got into it. Um, I called a club. This is one that I lived in Chicago because my uh, my best friend's sister got harassed. At, this is a black club, and they had a brown paper bag day. <gasps> and I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker needs to be shut down," because that's some white supremacist move. Like them chains Whoa. ain't off some black people. Swear to God. But I remember calling the club saying, "Like, how dare you do that to your own kind and women especially? Because black women are the most disrespected." Out of all, out of everybody, I don't care what no one says. Um, the fact that the matter that you would use a paper bag to define who is better to come in and who is prettier is disgusting. 
So, I mean, we got a lot of issues in our own community when it comes to that as well. And we ain't the only one. Asians got it. Uh, right. There's Latino, a whole, there's Latinos a whole, got it. The, um, the Asians, there's a double, there's an eyelid thing. And so some people have a double lid and like, so like I'm white and I have a double lid. And anyway, so that there's a surgery that Asian women will do now that's like plastic surgery make to make them Euro- have more European to make eyes. them. Yeah. So that they have a double lid so that like the What's lid goes. lid? Yeah. Yeah. Like, eyelid? like an eyelid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some more... Asian eyes don't have this sort of like that. It doesn't look Asian. Right. Yeah. They're trying to look, go into the European standards of, of beauty. beauty. Right. So yeah. they're, they're doing this. I, I saw it was. So the only reason I knew about it is that it was on sixth street across the street from OMG. And I'm standing out there smoking my cigarette, waiting for the open mic to start. And I'm looking up there and it's, it's this before and after picture of this Asian woman. And I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what's different? What's different? What is this about? What is? I stared at it for the longest time, and then I was like, "It's an eyelid surgery it's to hide your Asianness." And then I finally saw it, and I was like, "And it wasn't even that extreme, but it cost a lot of money." And I'm like, "This is a fucking thing." Yeah, it, it's a real big thing, and then especially the fact of the matter, like to be pale, to to look, it's the, the Western, hair for for yeah. um. African American yeah, women, black women, their their hair, like trying to straighten it, or, or yeah. quote unquote normal, whiteify it, or mm-hmm. all that stuff. That's the same it's, thing. I mean, it's hard enough to be a woman and be constantly judged by everyone because of your beauty, the beauty standard, or whatever. But then also to have this other layer on top of it. This, is, yeah, I mean, before we were ma- or made fun of because of our lips and our our curves, and now look, and now look. now look at you. You got yeah. a bunch of fucking Kim Kardashians walking well, around. And now, looking like fucking ducks and now you have all the people that <laughs> bunch of goatee hawns with their mouths what was the butt surgery that you and nate were talking about because of like brazil night or something oh, the, butt the, the brazil the butt, lift. butt lift yeah <laughs> see he, he even knows they have cars they have cars that transport you like the nice brazilian butt lift places they have these vans and you're supposed to, and you lay flat in the vans with your butt in the air and that's how they transport you to and from the doctor's office because you can't sit down in a car <laughs> So they, so they pick the you up and you have to, they pick you up and you have to lie flat. Like you're in like, you're like, you're in a tanning bed and you come oh, into these car and they stack you horizontally. So they'll, they'll like make their route and, and you'll have like six people with inflamed buttocks in the back of the sprinter van. All driving in the around of, the city. In the name of what exactly? It, all in the name of like having some plastic aesthetics. <laughs> when not that long ago, you know, we were made fun of as like having, our curves and our bays and our lips. And now it's just like funny how people want to have our lips and our ass now. Well, you still don't want what it comes down to is that none of us will ever be good enough. Oh yeah. I'll never be good enough. Absolutely. Everyone. Well, that's the impetus. We're trying to look better and like, you know, achieving at least some sort of like ephemeral beauty. You can't sell hair dye to people with (laughs) self-esteem. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. I stole that. That's a Journey Roberts joke. I gotta give her credit. She doesn't do comedy anymore, but I still can't steal her jokes. Oh, she doesn't? No. I didn't know that. She hasn't been doing comedy. It's sad because she's so funny. I know. Sam doesn't even know who Journey Roberts is. That's how new (laughs) new of a comedian he is. Yeah. She she's tall and and funny. Sam, were you proud of of our show on Monday? I was. I played it on the radio. Yeah. And and it was an okay podcast. I have to work with the sound a little better and put the put the microphone put the recording device in a different place. But it wasn't terrible. Our new show. I thought it was good. Yeah, we had 
like the Nathan roasting people went really well. That was actually that was that was very clever of him. You know, and then oh, yeah, sorry. and then the Alyssa Westerland thing, that, that was, was very great. funny. I feel like every, all the teams did really well. I kind of froze up out there because it was different, and like I was like, "What?" I know, and you're scared of me. It's okay. I'm not. Scared I haven't. Of you. I haven't it, touched it, him it inappropriately like, ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah, uh, that goes without saying, though. Um, <laughs> But he was, he, he was a little he scared of you. I know. I, I think, I think a little bit. I think that he keeps saying that we're well, having Pam these Harvey up, Weinstein moments. Pam goes up there and she's like, look at him, Sam. He's like so cute. He like just got out of bed this morning. Like look, his, his hair was hair. all fucked up. It was really cute. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to that, man. Like, cause like thinking <laughs> about so something to say when push. someone says that to you is like, he doesn't deal do well I with compliments. Do how do I, how do I approach that? You got to make know. each other blush. It's gross. That's what I was telling Pam. I was like, Pam, you need to you need to write me come if you want to talk about that on on stage. You need to write me comebacks. Like right. you need to write for me things that, that I can say. I just <laughs> I just liked to watch him be uncomfortable. You like to watch him squirm. Yeah, but he was yeah. also being standoffish because he'd hurt himself, and so. Oh yeah, I possibly like broke a rib right before the show. <laughs> when y'all were wrestling? No, no, no. This is when he I was trying to be a hero. A light. Oh, and you, so I was focus. I was focusing a light. There was a spotlight that wasn't aimed in the right direction. I was trying to. I was trying to focus it. I was standing on a metal banister, and I lost my footing, and I came down on this one-inch wide metal banister, like right on my back. Um, but it was funny because when I called in my work, uh, I, I told my dispatch. Um, I was focusing a light, and she goes, "Oh, you do stage work!" Like immediately, because I said it. You like used tea. Like, Look, I, used, I love that I Sam's learning word. from me. I love I it. I used the word, I, and I said I was doing stage work, so it didn't seem like some stupid bar accident. Good for you. Look yeah. at you learning. So He's so smart. Great. Thank you for maybe saving my job. <laughs> well, There's a lot so- of days where I call in, and it's clear that I. Did something stupid the night before. Right. And that's the reason I'm late. Well, well you, at least you didn't he, hurt yourself. Guys. Well, I we don't know. He's oh. but he hurt. He he had a big. I'm all, I'm all right. I think he's I'm gonna, gonna go survive. Into work tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. It was it was I'm a good get show. Some oxy from the, from you though. Yeah. Hey, I've got it on me, <laughs> just in case. Um, but yeah, the show was really good and it's going to be better next time because so comedians showed up and they were their own audience, which is good. And there were a couple regulars at the bar that were excited that something was happening, but we're going to do a little like real promo. We only had a week to put it together. So we're going to do a little real promotion and put it on SF fun mm-hmm. cheap and tell people. And oh, sweet. So the next one will be on three sixteen. Uh, and at nine to eleven, and we're gonna have more teams, and it's really fun. There's two mics, and yeah, and then uh, also the bar said that they're gonna they're gonna put up a sign and make sure that no one is allowed to do play pool, so we we'll, we won't have to fight that again next time. Nathan almost lost his shit on the pool players. Yeah, well, that's not gonna and happen again. I was again. so glad that he did not. It would have been <laughs> so bad. He would have Nathan's the. Wow. Nathan at one, he, he just interrupted, like someone was on a mic and he just goes, can you not? <laughs> playing pool. And he plays pool during everyone's set at Ireland. Wow. That's like funny he, that he would be, I know, that would I know. be so hypocritical. I, yeah. like, I don't want you to fucking make these guys not like us. Well, we're in their spot right now. That's true. But it we're all totally in their spot. But it's going to work out next time. We're going to have people and yeah. there are chairs and it was going to be fun nice. and everyone's going to like it. And 
And everybody, go, and I'll tell everybody again, please buy your tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival March 1st through 7th. There's so many great shows. The one at El Rio on Wednesday is going to be awesome. And Polly Popped, I decided that I'm not going to host it. I'm going to have Polly Popped host it because she's a motherfucking drag queen. And if you're in host a gay what? bar, she's going to host, she's going to host what? the El Rio show during the festival. Oh. I was going to host it, but okay. then I realized it's a gay bar and having a drag queen is re- is like awesome and it would be silly yeah. of me it's, not it's to yeah and it would be it would be narcissistic she's of me she's a great joke writer too yeah and she's and if she's putting that much effort into being in drag she should be fucking hosting yeah. so I yeah. I let my ego to the side a little bit on that and you're like you could have this girl yeah exactly because I'm I mean I'm I've, I'm LGBTQ friendly like I'm pretty fucking queer and I'm gonna you're do all cute. my yeah, I'm, that's like that's like having Jared Leto play like a transgender person in a movie. Oh, didn't that didn't he win oh, an Oscar that, for that? No, never mind. That oh, already happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I I legitimately have had some trans moments. I wanted to be a boy. Absolutely. I would. I mean, I'd I'd love to be a boy. A a man. A, I mean, just having all the rights and the privileges associated with being a dude is really exciting that that's the reason I'd want to I like having my taco thanks well no I and I do I I like that too but I just wish that I wish that if if I would have identified as a boy when I was younger no life probably wouldn't have been easier I don't know how it would have been but boy do I like what guys guys seem to have so much privilege that I want and if I was just one of them it would be better yeah but but I'd still yeah. want to fuck guys. Like, I'd be gay. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, anyway. I've always That's, I always found that so funny, because, like, when people talk about being the other gender, like, like my friends would be like, yeah, if I was a girl, I would totally be a lesbian. Like, <laughs> do, do you understand what that, what that means, like, saying that? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Pam, but, like... Gender and sex are two no, different but, things. No, but the thing you're, is... Because you're working within a hypothetical itself. But right. you're carrying like your real world with you into the hypothetical. You're like, all right, sure. I like guys now, but in this hypothetical scenario where I am a guy, I'm going to carry that with me, obviously. Well, yeah, because, if it's, because hypothetically, if I'm myself... Well, it's just that when you're a guy, when you're a guy and you make a decision, people do what you say. And when you're a girl and you make a decision, people form a committee. And then they discuss how we, your idea will or will not work. Has that never happened to you, LaToya? Yes. I mean, that's what, it seems like, I mean, I've been in charge here for six years and I can't tell you how many times, like, people want to form a committee over my decisions. And I'm like, uh, you're not on the lease, fuck your face. <laughs> like, what are you? Fuck and then face. they go, and then they say, you're a bitch and you're hard to work with. And I'm like, I mean, Sam, am I hard to work with? I'm pretty easy to work with. I mean, you're pretty good to work with. Except yeah. for all the Weinstein stuff. It's just like, just pay your dues and shut the fuck up. That that's, works that, too. That, I mean, that's all you gotta do. Well, lock, I... lock, keep the studio nice. Don't make a fucking mess. You know, do act like you got some fucking home training. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then pay me when it's time. I know. I that's like it. Paid. It's 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 very simple shit, but we're we're not dealing we're dealing with simple tins. Well, I think it's that in San Fran- San Francisco, like in in more ways than one, you don't have to grow up here, like. You can be part of San Francisco and not literally be born here, but you also don't ever have to grow up here. Like you, like I, it is no problem that I act like a child. It, if I wanted to wear a tutu on a Tuesday, that would not be a weird thing. Yeah, because but you, you don't have to grow up here at but all. You can be a, wear a tutu and make sure your bills is paid too. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Sure. Because I mean, you, you can, can wear it. <laughs> I mean, you can. I don't care. You can be the biggest kid. I'm a big kid, but I'm gonna make sure my responsibilities are taken care of and I'm gonna make sure that the place that I'm grateful for being a part of, I'm gonna make sure the lights are still on and shit like that. I'm gonna make sure I treat people the way I would want to be treated. Well, that's you a know. very Jesus maneuver of you. Well, it's because I was raised correctly. Golden rule. Yeah. Golden rule. <laughs> yeah. Golden rule. Just be nice to other just people. Just be nice. Or... Can't we just all get along? Can't we all, Can't we all just, just get, get along? along? Were you, Sam, were you born when that happened? Were you That's around for Rodney King? He wasn't. No. <gasps> when R- Rodney Rodney King. What year was Rodney King? 1990. Oh, wow. Well, originally he got his ass beat in 91, but the trial came out and, and the verdict and the riots were in 92, April 30th, 1992. Damn. Wow. Damn. Damn, Latoya. Yeah, she knows her black yeah. history. Yeah. Cuz I remember No, I was not. Oh, I was wow. negative 3. Oh, you God, you you were you were uh you were born what 95 96 the year 94. I graduated from oh, college Oh shit that's when I entered high school hmm. Oh so you you missed Tupac oh <laughs> yeah, I know I and, and, and Nirvana oh, Actually, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he quite he quite looks kind of like a really like a like a clean Kurt Cobain Minus the heroin. Like, well, his yeah. Minus the heroin. <laughs> minus the ugly hair. His hair's cute. Someone but... thought, yeah. Someone told me I look like Kurt Cobain if he only did perkies. Like... <laughs> he looks. He looks like Kurt Cobain if his parents cared about him. <laughs> you you yeah. look like Kurt Cobain if you didn't get it with Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Aww. Kurt Cobain if he would have. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder Before how Courtney. he would have looked like now. He probably looked all haggard and shit. No, I don't know. Well, heroin, heroin, heroin can fuck you up, um, though. Yeah, heroin does, yeah. does not do people justice. Maybe you're the reincarnated soul of Kurt Cobain, but you just have a sense of humor this time. <laughs> Kurt had, that was one of Kurt, Kurt Cobain's Cobain problems. Kurt Cobain had an excellent sense of humor. Did he? He did. He was excellent, a he was a jokester. Excellent. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he yeah. Was, had dry he was humor. Always distance. He was always distance from every everything. Huh. Yeah. If you watch so some of his kept, old, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no I, I was just repeating myself. Oh, not adding anything new. <laughs> I, I, like if you watch some of his old MTV interviews where he's just like having a laugh with some of the like the interviewees, there it's pretty funny. He has a dry humor and dark. Huh? It's it, yeah. Well, I guess it would be dark. I don't think he killed himself though. I think that Courtney definitely killed him, I, or paid some. I think she paid someone to kill him. My or my opinion is somehow. if if he would have stopped doing heroin he he'd still be alive. Sure. So heroin killed him. But I don't I don't think he was able to stop doing heroin. Like the the whole reason I think he started it was because of his stomach problems, right? Oh, I didn't see he Like he he had real stomach issues. It would kill the pain. Oh. Yeah, he 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 couldn't keep anything down. He just had a tough time eating. And then he started he was clean for a moment, but then there was um he was in Italy on tour. I remember this is 94 and they, he got flown back immediately back to uh, Seattle because he was having stomach pra- pains or whatever. And that's when he got back on that junk. Yeah. Aww. That was like, uh, yeah. I can't perform. I can't perform on, on opiates at all. I can, I can, I've performed on acid. I've performed on shrooms. I'm always high. Opiates aren't fun. I've been drunk, but I've heard I'm not very good when I'm drunk. But um, I can't do anything on opiates. I can all I can do is like lay around, Lay-ya. sleep, and, be, why, and pet my cat. 
I feel like opiates, it's just a waste. Like, unless you want to be at home and chill and, like, just melt into your bed or couch, that's when you do opiates. Other than that, you don't be outside like, oh, okay, I'm ready to do some Oxycontin, fentanyl, and shoot up. Wow. Yeah, Turn up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play some basketball. Uh, like, no. Like, you can't do shit. Yeah. Ain't, nothing, ain't nothing attractive about nodding off in public. And slobber just just drooling yeah. down your face. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really understand that. I mean, the only the only way I understand heroin is in the context of our buddy Zach Wiseman, which is uh, if you do enough heroin, you can sleep anywhere. So if you're so if you're homeless, you kind of have to do heroin because how else do you? Or I guess alcohol too. I mean, I've slept, I've been wasted and slept on my floor with like no pillow, no blanket, and just like slept on my carpet not giving a fuck at least you were at home yeah so when so whenever i whenever i fall asleep whenever i'm super drunk sometimes drunk pam takes care of sober pam and she doesn't go to bed she falls asleep on the carpet and doesn't take her jeans off because those jeans sometimes can act like a sponge oh, <laughs> and then so drunk shit. so sometimes drunk pam takes God. care of sober pam and she's like okay drunk pam go to the bathroom and then nope can't get in bed yet you have to sleep on the carpet because something might happen and i have to take care of myself but if this is all like this is all like blackout pam like learning at least you know at least black yeah blackout pam gives pam this is a new joke i'm trying to work on blackout pam has given pam acid like i woke up out of a blackout and i was like i'm on fucking acid who did this to me who did this to me oh i did this to me i i took i took acid yes you Uh, took acid in a blackout so you'd wake up I did not on purpose. So I was actually, it was a funny story. I was here at Mutiny Radio and there was a comedy show and I was wasted. And I was, this is the time before I made the rule where I'm not allowed to drink whiskey after dark. So I was drinking whiskey and I was here at the station and Zach Wiseman was here and I guess I was in a blackout and he said, I've got acid, who wants acid? And I was like, I want acid. And he said, take two tabs. And I said, not not taking two tabs, that's crazy. So he thought I was lucid enough because I was only gonna take one instead of two. And so I guess, and I remember none of this. So I guess I took a hit of acid and then I guess I threw up on myself I don't remember any of this. So I wake up here in the station and this is when you we- You can't throw up acid though. No, well, yeah, so, so I threw up on myself, which I guess was the alcohol, but I wake up in the middle of the night here in the station on the ground with like a sweatshirt over me and my crotch is wet and I'm like, what's going on? Did I pee myself? And it's no. And I smell it and I'm like, why does it smell like vomit? Then I look out the window and people are like looking out the window at me and they're knocking on the window and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, I'm on acid. I'm on acid. And the phone was all wonky and I was super, super tripping out and I like laid back down. So I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And it turns out that Zach Wiseman had given me acid because he thought that I wasn't blacked out because I was like, two hits, that's crazy. I only want one hit. And he's like, two hits is insane when yeah. you're blacked out. And so he, oh but God. no one knew, but here's the moral of the story. No one knows I'm blacked out when I'm blacked out. Not even me. I don't know. So drunk Pam gave sober Pam acid. So I wake up out of a blackout and I'm on acid and that was crazy. And then I was like, all right, blah, blah, blah dealt with that. But then the other time was that recently blackout Pam gave silver Pam a free facelift because the way that they sewed my eye back together after I fell on it, I got like a, a brow lift, like an eye lift. And then it took out this wrinkle in my forehead because of the way they stitched my nose back up together. So I got like a medical facelift. Thanks drunk Pam. <laughs> right. Free facelift. Now I just have to fall on the other side <laughs> so I can get another one so I can balance it out. Oh my, God. <laughs> my free. 
didn't hurt at all. I was so wasted when they were sewing up my face. Like I was fine. I was fine. And the doctor and Jonathan, they were there. They were like, you are such a champ. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, and they're sewing up. They're like, how are you just, you're just cool about it. I'm like, well, you know, it's not the the same mama's first rodeo. They're just stitches. Come on now. And uh, yeah. So they did a great job. That's why it's good sometimes to be intoxicated at those moments. Oh, I feel no pain. Well, if I, I wouldn't have been if I wouldn't have been intoxicated, it never would have happened. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I don't usually fall when I'm walking. But the amazing thing was I had I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose my pipe and that didn't break. I didn't lose my weed. I had shrooms on me, didn't lose those. My computer was in my backpack, didn't get broken. Like I didn't lose my keys, I didn't lose my phone. Like I fucked my shit up, but I kept my shit together. <laughs> so Sounds like you're validating it. Well, I'm not, I mean, I've learned some life lessons. It's not like I'm fucking proud of it. I think you should validate it. (laughs) I'll always be the devil in this scenario. (laughs) I I mean, it's not cool that I fell on my face and hurt myself. And like, so now I probably can't ever really, not like I was ever going to be on TV anyway, but now. Look, if if everyone's telling you you should be sober, then I don't think that's, uh, I don't think you're getting both sides of the equation. (laughs) Thanks, Sam. No, I don't think I should be sober either. I, I mean... She's just taking a break. I'm just taking a break. I'm yeah. definitely going back to it. I'm just like my ballet teacher said, you always go back to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... Oh, nice. See how many new jokes I've gotten out of this? Yeah. Totally worth it. I mean, the fact of the matter, I think it's awesome. Like, I need to take a break a, a break. So I can like lose some weight. You've, what? Eight pounds. I'm eight yeah, pounds down. Yeah, last week was four pounds. This week it's eight. That's yeah. pretty fucking dope. Not that I'm trying to lose weight, but, but I've lost eight it's pounds. It's all that toxic and shit that's in your body from alcohol. I want. I, if I lose eight pounds, I'll be happy, and then I'll go back to drinking. Yeah. I, well, that's you know the only the only reason why I might not go back to drinking is that I actually kind of like the way I look now much more than I did. Yeah. I get when I drink that much beer, I get fat in weird places. I mean, we should have, um, Sam, we should have done time lapse photography on Nathan. We should have been taking you a picture look a day. Beautiful when you drink beer. <laughs> Thanks, There's Satan. the devil. Um, no, but we should have taken a day by day thing of, um, of uh, Nathan while he's during his getting fatter oh because God. he stopped working. We yeah, yeah. When I first met Nathan, he was ripped, like absolutely ripped. cut up, like. Upside down triangle body. Yeah, but it's true. He when he's getting fat. Well, he has he has new jokes about it too. It's really funny. But Don't yeah, he is. he is. He's just drinking. That's he's just his, drinking a lot and not working out. No, anymore. that's his that's his joke that works the best. That's the funniest part about it. Is yeah. that like he's not going to stop exercising until people stop laughing at that joke. <laughs> oh no, he's going to grow titties. No, he's still. I mean, he still. Oh, looks, he had titties. He was he was jack. He was like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he was. He, oh, he, I, he was the one I was showing his Instagram to my nieces and they were like, you're friends with this person. They were like, you, you talk to him in real life. These are like 13, 14 year old girls. They're like, you classic. Cause he looks nothing like that in real life. <laughs> not anymore. No, not anymore. But it's so funny because that's how, that's like the mating strategy of men my age. Like you just get really good looking for a certain like period of time and then you take a bunch of pictures in that time and then you can just eat all the shit you want not exercise put all those pictures online and get all the online girls attention why don't so you don't you don't have to online date because you're a normal person or what you don't do that you don't tinder no i no i don't no i don't good for you that's impressive have you ever done it yeah yeah i i i think i've been on one tinder date 
um, like I met, I, well, I've been with one Tinder girl and it was kind of awesome. Actually, she Airbnb us in the mountains in Woodside, California. It's, it's what? Like crazy, Fuck. cool Airbnb paid for everything. Um, she wanted that drink. <laughs> <laughs> and she got it too. <laughs> was it, it was like a, it was like a weekend Damn. date. It was like a, it, it was, was like a week, weekend well, sex we went date. On one date. We, we went on one date and we just kissed. That was, that was the first date. We went up to like Twin Peaks. Um, oh. she was a she went to Stanford. Um, and then she's like, I have a good idea. Like you doing anything this weekend? <gasps> nope. Let's go up to the mountains. And she was cool. She was cool as fuck, but it was like weird when things move that fast and you never even knew them. Right. It's like not sustainable. I feel sure but you're really lonely and you can make anything work. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he's like a prophet. <laughs> I've never, I've never internet dated. And there's a couple things, reasons why I, um, I'm pretentious and feel like I'm better than other people. And one of them is that I've never internet dated. I've never had any profile on any online. Anything. Oh yes. I absolutely feel the pretentiousness that you feel too. When I don't online date. Right. So that's, we are better than other, we're people. better than other people. Well, some, yeah. some people say you have to raise the bar. Some say lower the bar. I say you meet at the bar. Dumb meet fucks. At the bar. Yeah. That's the the bar is the adult playground. It's right. weird. It, uh, it's weird to date online because when you go meet them, you you have to be like, "Are you so and so? Yeah, so and so." I don't like that shit. I, I like the fact of like, "Hey, I met this person. We've already chopped it up. You seem really cool. You seem like you don't chop people in little tiny pieces. Let's go out. Cool. All right. I already met this person. And the second meeting, we get to meet. Not this. I've been talking to this person for two weeks. On they Tinder. took my survey. They passed my you know, survey. Or, or like you know, I've seen as I'm a bartender, so I get to observe Tinder oh, dates. I know that all okay. the time. So at Bender's, at Bender's, there's three different tables that people use for Tinder dates. There's one on the back patio in the corner and it's so funny because people, we know it's like the Tinder date thing and you can see when it's a bad Tinder date and sometimes we'll like whisper among ourselves, the regulars, to see who's going to save the poor person. Like because one per, one person is clearly done and so like someone will usually meet, will swoop in and like start a little conversation so it's not so awkward but there's one table in the back and then there's one by the kitchen that people always use for like the Tinder dates. The table that's raised. Yeah, the one that's raised. The one that you brought the girl. The one that I was sitting at. Yes, Fuck, that's the Tinder table. Is, it's a Tinder date. That's the Tinder table, because yeah. I was at a Tinder date. No, I met her at a bar. No, no, and that's fine. I know you're not the Tinder date, but yeah. I'm just saying it's fun to watch. And I'll go like eavesdrop on their bullshit. And I've heard some vapid as a pit of starfish bullsh- bullshit. Like <laughs> like a girl talking about shoes or something stu- super stupid. And it's like, you know what? Maybe just don't say anything. Sometimes rather than prattling on about something that nobody cares about, Jeez, maybe it's things. better to just sit in silence or listen to me. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I've never really dated, so I don't know how that works, but. Well, those Talk conversations are so rapid because they're all based on fear. The fear that, that there might be a 10-second period go by where nothing gets said and how awful and terrible that would be. So we just talk about the most stupid, pointless shit. So that never happens. Yeah. But then the entirety of the conversation ends up as if nothing was were said at all. <laughs> and then you fuck. <laughs> and then you fuck. You have terrible sex. <laughs> is it? Is it? Then, you, then it would be terrible sex because you can't communicate with one another, right? I guess. Is that the? Is that the thing? I don't. So here's the other reason why I'm better than other people. I've never seen the movie Titanic. I've never 
see the movie Titanic. Oh, we're both better than other people. Hell Fuck yeah. Fuck that movie. I know how it ends. Everyone I, dies. Everyone knows how it ends. But I've never <laughs> seen that movie. Hey, so that's another fuck reason. Fuck that movie and that fucking soundtrack. Ugh. Uh, and why else am I better than other people? Nope, both just those two reasons. That. That's it. I call it satanic. Oh, I don't know instead why. Instead of the Titanic, Yeah, the when satanic. I was in high school, like sure. everyone loved that fucking movie. I'm like, that's some horse shit. When I was in the state finals of karaoke in 1997, four people sang My Heart Will Go On. Oh, kill me. Shoot four me the face. people. And I bet they were awful, weren't they? No, that's they were actually... not even the crazy. They were pretty good. Wait, what was that, Sammy? I was going to say the craziest part of that sentence isn't even that four people sang that song. Is that you were in the state finals of karaoke? I was in 1997. <laughs> I made it. I won enough karaoke contests that I made it to the state finals for karaoke in 1997. Champion. Yeah, I have a T-shirt from it. I didn't win. I didn't even place. Yeah. But I did sing in front of 400 people, and I sang Big Spender from the nice. musical, and I did a little chair dance, and I had a little, I had my little hat moves, oh, you and did I had some a little dance moves. Yeah, I did, and I had a little feather boa, and I like, I did a little chair dance. It was fun. You know what? You the reason why you didn't win because you didn't sing My My Heart Will Go On. You didn't fly. Yeah. Like fucking Celine Dion. Well, Fuck that. I can't fucking sing that song. It's completely out of my range. It's it's, it's hard. And plus, you put entertainment into your shit. Thank you. That's Those people are no longer say. here with us anyway. <laughs> um, <one. laughs> uh, Sam, we're we're almost we're almost done. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, you made it a lot of fun here on the AltaCast nice today. Nice to hear your voice. It was. I know. Now you can nice, put nice it. Nice to meet you, Latoya. Nice to meet you too. It's like a Tinder date, but on a podcast. But on a podcast. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you pictures. So you want to meet at Bender's after this with us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually got to bartend and get people drunk myself. So yeah, high five. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. You'll be able to see me in the flesh during. Hey, what's that festival? Oh, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up oh, March first through seventh. Buy your 2020. tickets. Buy your tickets now. Or we'll murder you. Come see it, or like just you can also people if you want to volunteer, send me an email and I'll let you in for free if you do something for me it's no big deal or if you want to donate or if you want to donate, donate. Radio. the go, the GoFundMe is there and you can give us money and that would be great thanks Sam uh, are you gonna you're gonna be around tomorrow doing you're gonna do Ireland's 32 with with um, Jack yeah yeah okay. I'll be there I'm yeah. sweet I'll be moving around okay right on feel better yeah take right. care of your body thanks yeah don't I, I hope you're okay okay you're the best bye peace yay. out yay it's Sam Okay, so now you got to meet Sam. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. She knows why I'm laughing. I, I'm you, sorry. I have a crush on a boy. If you guys saw her face out there, Stop it. Just, just picture it. Just picture it. It's a crush. I mean, yeah. it's and it's okay. It's, it's like innocent. It, the, and the thing is, because I, it is innocent, and because I acknowledge it, I feel like that's what takes the air out of it, you know? Like... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not judging. I know. I think, I think it's sweet. I, and I think if it's anything, sweet. I'll, I'll, I'll close it with this. If anything, it's helped my sex life <laughs> because oh. I mean, hey. it, it has, it gets me. I mean, I get excited about things and then I just bring them home to my man. You know what I mean? And actually, and that's that my is, man. That is the healthiest thing. And that I love my do. man. Yeah. I love my man. Exactly. I do. But you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I don't enjoy hanging out with young comedians. We're humans. We're humans. We I'm not gonna do anything. No. But it is exciting to hang out with young guys. And 
I'm not gonna say that it's not. I mean, I guess it's the same thing if you're like married to a college professor and you're a wife. You know that he probably if you let's say let's say you're a poetry professor and you're hanging out with your young poet girls that are all like talented and stuff. Like you might not do stuff with them, but you're still like having experiences and it's exciting to be with young people. It's exciting. I know you're not judging me. I love I'm it. not judging. Thank you. I, 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 yeah. This was a fun show, I was, right? I got to hear the the voice of the face I can't put together. Mm. I'll show you pictures. <laughs> and he's not even on social media, so he doesn't even Whoa, care about any of that. Even better. I know. He's a real guy. Too cool for school. Too cool for school. You're too cool for school. Uh, coming Some up, coming up next at two o'clock is some call me Tim with. I have some special guests coming that are promoting something. I can't remember who they are, uh, but they're doing something good for the community. And uh, so are we. Give money to Mutiny Radio. Come by for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Please. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. Black, 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 big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And 